Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! you guys are having a great weekend i'm really really excited about my next guest i haven't talked to him in a while the one and only sirak sirak how are you hey i'm pretty good how you been dude i i'm fine man i had a great conversation with you last night before we get to that you were commenting on my profile picture that popped up on there yeah what is that? Well, that was when I was married. Me and my wife, we went to the United Kingdom, okay. and that was in front of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, that picture looks like really Harry Potter-esque. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It was like, was this like, did you try out for Harry Potter, and that was kind of like your promo, <laughs> you know, with you, your head shot, right? <laughs> your body shot. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely me, man. But, you know, I got to get rid of those old pictures. Mm-hmm. Just does does Facebook does the memory thing on Facebook bother you at all? Does any old shit ever come up that that bums you out? Not you know not really because I was lucky enough, and I'm sure you were too. To like you know we were there at the beginning of Facebook when it first started. Yeah. Oh yeah. And at the time, I think it was 2006 or 2007. I can't remember the exact year, but you know, I mean, I had nothing on there that was like you know, 10 or 15 plus years, you know, I, I still look exactly the same, you know, maybe I got a little bigger, but besides that, man, it's, it's fun to look back on some of the dumb stuff that I used to do though. Yeah. Think about if you were married though, Ciroc. <gasps> if I was married, I would have a Facebook. I swear <laughs> to God, I wouldn't have a Facebook. It's, it's, it's too much shit on there. It's too much like, you know, like I can't, I can't, I can't go back and delete everything. If I look back on my first, like, first 20 posts like the stuff i would say the way i would talk like the language is just like i kind of cringe now when i look back at it but i leave it up because it's fun to look back and kind of watch like your growth even though it's through facebook did social media ever get you in trouble when you were in your 20s with like maybe a chick that you were dating or you were trying to meet uh not really and i think the reason why i think when like the early social media came out like we were, you had to be on a computer pretty much. Like you couldn't, there was oh, no yeah. Facebook apps. And I think like yep. now when you can have an iPhone, you can shoot a 4K and you could, you know, you have everything at your fingertips. You're more likely to, you know, to pay, maybe do something you regret versus having to log in on a computer, think about it, type about it, and then, you know, go from there. Now, I had an interesting conversation with you last night. Now, you're done with college, right? You, yes. you took your final exam? Yeah. So basically... I took my last exam, my last math exam, um, yesterday. So I'm done with, you know, I guess you could say the goal I had set for signing up for that program. Mm-hmm. So now I'm definitely taking the this next uh, fall off. I mean, one, because of what's going on with the pandemic, and it's, it'd be a headache to even try to figure that out. And two, just to t- kind of take a break. But I don't know, man, maybe, you know, in the wintertime or the spring semester, maybe looking at some, you know, stuff at USF, maybe some entrepreneur type stuff. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've learned enough and I'm also old enough to like be able to, you know, kind of put stuff together myself. Don't really need like credentials for it. No, I, I, I don't think you do. Now you're wanting to, I, I've been doing this podcast for about four months now. And when us talking last night, you've got a pretty interesting 
plan of attack on right. on what you want to do with in the future when it comes to providing content, no matter what it may right. be, if it's YouTube videos, podcasts, just online entertainment, because now more than ever, I think people are starting to learn that you don't need that platform like a TV studio, right. radio studio to put out good stuff because there's so many people doing it now. Exactly. And I found, I, I found your take really, really interesting. Can, can you explain a little bit on, yeah, on so, your vision? So basically what I want to do, well, it's, you know, one of my, my plans is I, I kind of want to, you know, maybe have my own warehouse or studio, but not necessarily just for, you know, my own personal use. I want to be able to like give other people, you know, opportunity to, you know, take advantage of, of certain equipment. Like, even though I'm saying like, you don't need a lot, but there's still an aspect of learning on, you know, how this works, how that works. And I think like for you, for you and me, for instance, like you can go into an actual, you know, radio studio, you know, maybe some big FM station and you know, the equipment, you know what to do, nothing doesn't look, you know, unfamiliar, but to someone starting off, it's like, you know, it's like, you kind of got to go through the basics before you can kind of go to like more of an understanding of just the, the ease of today. So uh, I guess the main goal is, is start my own studio, be able to have other podcasters, whether you're in podcasting, whether you, you know, maybe do short films or infomos, whatever it may be to have that, give them that access to where like, you know, it, it's kind of a free range pretty much. Who's the guy, you know what I picture what you're doing? Who's the guy that does all the uh, Medea movies? You uh, know Tyler Perry. I knew, yeah, I knew, you're yeah. you know he's up got in like Atlanta. a big studio up in Atlanta. Yeah. Like, yes. he does all that stuff up there, and, and I think that'd be cool as hell. You know, you got to dream big, yeah. you know? So, and, I think, and I think when you're good at something, like, like for him, for instance, when, you know, you, you have talent in something, like, it, it's – Yes, use it for your own success, but you know the, the best thing to do is to, is always to share that. Share that knowledge, help somebody else out because you know we've all been in positions to where like damn like you know I wish I had that type of you know someone reaching out and helping me in this position. So I mean it's just it's not like a give back to the community thing. It's just that you know if if you're good at something, teach other people. Dude, I agree with you 100%. You you worked a short time in radio. You interned mm -hmm. there. You know how competitive it is. Yes. And a lot of people don't want to show or teach and help people learn underneath of them because you see them as a threat. Right. If I teach this guy how to do what I do, he's going to be coming for my job. And I've right. always had that outlook of because somebody helped me out. Mm -hmm. when they didn't have to, I always wanted to be able to help people out and show them what mm -hmm. they needed. If they, if they had questions, I, I answered them to the best of my ability. Right. Right. And, and that's, and that's, you know, that's important. Man. Like I, I get it with the whole, you know, you don't want to help out your competition, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it makes you better as well. You know, what fun is it if you just kept, all the competition down. I mean, you're really kind of limiting yourself. I, I'm the type of guy, you know, I, I, I play sports. I compete a lot. If I'm a lose, it's because the other person is legitimately better than me. You know what I mean? But you so want to get beat by the best competition. Exactly. And you, and you never know what can come out of it either. You may learn something about yourself. You may learn a new skill. It's kind of like when, you know, you, you, you have older, we'll say senior citizens who's not, who's not too good with um with technology and most yeah. of the time when you try to introduce them it's just they kind of like ah it's i i give well up. they get frustrated too yeah and then you meet one that is that has an iphone that knows how to do it and it's just such 
a huge difference levels of like even communicating with them, you know? So I, I just think you should always be trying to learn and, and always trying to help other people out as well. Would you recommend you did an internship? I did an internship. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend that to people that are trying to go into broadcasting, trying to do stuff, provide content to learn? Because I think you're going to get the best experience and learn mm-hmm. the most being in that that scenario, that environment. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I agree 100 percent. I think you still should go and see how it's done professionally, you know, with with all the bells and whistles and, and the cameras and everything that's behind it. Because, you know, with this, like, you know, when I was in school, a lot of half the, the classes I took were behind the camera type stuff. It wasn't always, you know, on the mic. It wasn't always in front of the camera because at the end of the day, like, you got to know how the everything works as a unit. Like, you can't, for instance, I can't do a podcast and record it or, or, or um, um, video record it and then get upset that you know if if the quality is bad because i should know better because i know how to do that stuff you know so that's Mm -hmm. why i i hold myself to a higher standard because i've learned to well yeah that's that's how i took radio because when i did it i wanted to learn everything i wanted to produce Mm -hmm. i wanted to be on the air hell i even tried my hand at doing sales and promotion (laughs) i wanted i wanted to learn every aspect of radio and you're talking being in front of the camera. The only way you're going to get better is by doing it. Because if you listen right. back in 99, when I first started in radio, oh, Sarat, you would Terrible. be embarrassed. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so bad, man. But you build up that confidence. Right. Yeah, it has to be bad, right? Or it, if you start it and, you know, no one ever critiqued you or you didn't critique yourself, you just be kind of in your own world and, you know, pissed off of why, you know, you're not moving forward. Well, we all can't be LeBron James, you know, straight out of high school to go play with the big boys, grown ass men. But we can all aspire to be LeBron James. Yes. That's, that's a big difference. Knowing you can't versus, you know, knowing that you have a chance is, is you know, it's huge difference. Have you ever heard that little fact where they say if you want to become a professional at something, it takes like 10,000 hours worth of practice? Yep. Do you, do you think you can learn and, and practice to be a better broadcaster, or do you have it or you don't have it? I think, I think you need a little bit of personality. I think that's yeah. more of just a natural talent. But – Besides that, there's a ton of stuff you can practice on. I think the big one is, you know, reading people better, being able to control the conversation better, uh, vocabulary especially, um, having a broader understanding of topics, not necessarily reacting off your, like, emotions, but actually, you know, because remember, like, the things you say, you know, even though you may not be in front of a crowd, literally, you, they're listening and, and they're watching after the fact. So, you know, you want to be sure if you do say something that it's it's – it came out the right way as well. It, it's a lot of, it takes a lot of practice. And I know like when we watch the news and stuff and we watch, you know, other people, other people's podcasts or whatever on YouTube and it's, it's always smooth and professional, not because, you know, they redid it a hundred times because they've been doing it for a long enough time to where it's, it's, it's a habit, you know, it's second age. It's like, wow, why am I talking like this? Cause you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. <clears throat> I've noticed that because I'll go back and listen to my mm-hmm. stuff and I feel like sometimes I'm too critical of my own stuff that I put out there because mm-hmm. I'll go back and listen to it in words that I repeat a bunch 
or those crutch words yeah. that you use to transition from one to um, another. Um, um, yeah, um, but mine is like, I'll say like, oh, yeah, no. I'll say, you know. <laughs> I say that know, all the time. I'll, I'll do it. At, at this but, point, it's just acceptable. You got it. <laughs> no, but that's the thing about it is that I try and think in my head because mm-hmm. you, you believe that a lot of athletes talk about this muscle memory. Why right. they're so good at what they do is that they can mentally think mm-hmm. about what they're going to do on the field like a pitcher because right. I was a pitcher in college. Okay. When you're, when you're thinking about where you're throwing the ball and you don't have to tell your body what to do, right. it just does it because it's, so it's, done it, it's done it so many times that allows you to concentrate. So I'm working on trying to get that word out of my vocabulary until it becomes muscle memory almost it's, to a it's, point. It's tough, though, because it's, it's, it's not only that you say it, you hear it a lot, too. So when you hear it a lot and you say it, it, it just, you know, it's, it's, it makes it twice as hard. I mean, I, I think the whole like word, I think it's at, at this point, I mean, I guess it just depends on your audience, but I think it's pretty acceptable for now. Cause it's just, it, it's almost a normal conversation. Like you say it every day, you say it with your friends, your family, your bosses, you know, whoever your kids. And it's, it's, it's one of those should be added to the dictionary. I'm sure it is as far as a connecting word. <laughs> Now, it, yeah, but you've done radio with me. Mm-hmm. You know I can do long-talking format. I've done right. two hours with you with no problem. Right. But w- the way that I look at my podcast is I think it would be lazy on my part. Do you go back and edit your podcast down, take out mistakes and stuff, or do you leave it raw? Yeah, um, I mainly leave it raw, but I edit for like, like, you know, uh, noises you in the background. You, know. you just said, you know, yeah, you see what I'm saying? I can't <laughs> see. It's like every other word is like, I'm not even thinking, but <laughs> no, I, I go back and I edit like, you know, um, like I said, background. I did. I'm going to say, no, I don't go back and edit. <laughs> I'm, <messed Period>. up. <laughs> I'm messing with you. So no, I, uh, I go back and I just, I fix the little stuff on the audio. I usually just like to keep it raw because as of, I mean, and you know, as of you know, the whole pandemic started, we 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 can't be my co in my the co-host studio, site. exactly. So you know, when we're recording, it's like it, it, we can't really stop recording. You, you get what I mean? It just it just goes. But yeah, if, I mean, if there was ever a part where you know someone said something that they truly regret, or if somebody sneezed, or somebody else the phone rang, or something like that, I'd edit that stuff out. All right. I need to talk about this, and this is recorded. If you don't want to talk about it, <laughs> I was talking with you last night, and you were smoking a hookah, Mister yeah. Health Man. I love hookahs. That's like now my explain, what, only what, 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 what is the fascination? What? Why do people to explain to me? Like, because I don't know anything about hookahs. Explain it's, to me what people like about it. It's just like flavored tobacco, and it's more of a, um, you know, uh, you smoke it more in a, in a chill, you know, relaxing environment, maybe with a couple friends or stuff like that. It's uh, it's like almost coffee, but at night, but it doesn't give you ca- no caffeine. So when, and the reason I've been smoking a lot lately, to be honest with you, is, you know, I stopped, I went um, sober from January to end of June. Yeah. And then this month, I kind of, I pretty much fucked up. 
So, but a lot of times when you get rid of, I'm, I'm sure you know this, when you get rid of one yep. habit, you I'm an another one. I'm, I'm the king of addiction. I <laughs> no, do everything to extreme. Even the healthy shit that I do yeah, comes so that, back to hurt me. But that's, a, that's not a, a terrible thing because I kind of have that same issue. But with that being said, you know that you can go cold turkey because you're that type of person. If you yeah. can get addicted, you can easily get unaddicted. It, work, it works both ways. So with the hookah, it's just like it, it's relaxing. It's you know, nighttime. You put on a movie. And, you just, and it's a flavored tobacco. And it doesn't really – I mean, I've never you know, smoked a cigarette in my life, but I have smoked um, like a, a black amount before. Yeah. And it's not as harsh. Maybe I'm just saying that because my young lungs are used to it now. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. But probably within the next month or so, I'll probably kick that habit too. Yeah. Now, so what are you on a, a dry streak again, or are you still having a few drinks? I'm, I'm still am. I'm gonna start again in August. I always like having like a starting point and like an ending point because if I don't, then I, I don't think I'm disciplined enough to like you know just be like, all right, today's the day. No, it's hey, August first, you do this, and then January first, you stop that or you add that. It's it's nothing or everything for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do that cold turkey shit. It, it's really really hard for well, me. At least, at least you're in Volusia County. That's that's the big thing. Like you're not around. You, I mean, I don't know if you are, but I would assume you're not around a, a big city where you yeah. know, there's a bar on every corner and you can walk. You know, everything's walking distance. So you you're in the right environment and in the right mindset. So that's definitely a plus. See, but my deal is I'll get my uh, – if I get into a mood, I will uh-huh. get my hands on any goddamn thing I can to change my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I listen, I'll, I'll buy some goddamn uh, spice or something, some <laughs> fucking synthetic marijuana. Do you, do you smoke weed? Fuck. Yeah, I mean, I do smoke weed, yeah, but so – that, So, that's a good alternative to – I mean, it's – obviously, it's two different type of – uh, feelings and highs, but you know, a lot of people use that as an alternative to drinking. Well, I'll be honest with you. The way I look at it, if it comes out of the ground, and you ain't got to do shit to it, really. Like weed and mushrooms, right? All right, natural. Exactly. I don't. I don't feel like those should be illegal at all. I mean, look at look at alcohol and tobacco. That True. stuff is far more dangerous than marijuana all day long. Yeah, but the companies got the big money to pay the big bucks to keep it legal. And, you know, well, yeah. If there was a giant, Mar- if the cartels in Colombia and in Mexico, if that was like a legal business, then we would be legal here. Or if that business was a business that started here, it'd probably be legal. Oh yeah, with the, well, I mean, look at it. I mean, prohibition—they got rid of alcohol at yeah, one can point. You, can you believe that happened? Like at what at one point in time, you couldn't buy alcohol. <laughs> Yeah, but but they changed that because they realized that since they made alcohol illegal, it mm-hmm. it, it created organized crime, the mafia. Yeah. And people don't understand, like, it doesn't matter what you try to make legal or illegal or you try to take away. If somebody wants it, they're going to figure out a way to get it, period. Like, hell, they might even make it themselves. So it's just, you know, the more you try to take, it's just as much pushback. All right. I wanted to ask you about this. <clears throat> Kanye West, what is your oh, your take on him? Now, you want me to think? I think he's perfectly fine. Kanye, you think he's one hundred percent normal? Like, yeah, nothing? he is. Well, no, all celebrities are fucked up. Yeah, no matter, 
even if it's just a little bit. But what I'm saying is he is the ultimate promoter. He's one of those guys that does not give a damn. Listen, he's married to a woman that started the empire from a sex tape. He yep. does not give a fuck what type of promotion he's getting. And I yep. think this is all just a boy. Yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I, you know, I'm a, I was a fan of Kanye. Well, I still am. I don't hate, if I'm a fan of your music, I'm not going to hate you before whatever you do, you know, on the political side. That's, that's your business. But, you know, watching him go from when he first started years His back. His first couple of albums yeah. were magical. Exactly. When he, you could just tell he was just happy to be doing it. He was happy to be there. And then, like, it, a few years, it just shifted from – and you could say it's when, you know, him and um, uh, the Kardashians yeah, yeah. got married or got together, kind of, like, went off the, the deep end. But on the other side of the thing, like, you know, when you marry, like, a Kardashian or just the – uh, reputation, and I don't even know these people. And I'm, and to be honest, I, they're probably great fucking people. But like, yes. you're, in the, you're in the media, and like, they just, and you're on the downside of the media, and they bash you, and they bash you, and they bash you. If you are associated with them, they're you're under a microscope. So I think Kanye does have just maybe, maybe he said he had bipolar um, disorder. Which if he says it, I believe him. But I kind of think like he he knows what he's doing. Like he, I think he, I I think he does, but. The his, way album's, his, his album's coming out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, the way his mother died, because that was pretty tragic. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of messed with them a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to say I know it, but I know if that was my mom, it would, it would, it would mess me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, it, it's so funny. Like when and, and, and people lose family members and siblings and, and close people to them all the time. But it's just like. When it's a celebrity, I mean, you're already under the microscope as is. And then, you know, something tragic happens in your life. And, I mean, it's just too much pressure. It's too much, you know, people poking at you. Like, can you imagine, like, your mother dying? And then a month later, you know, you go on Twitter and people are just like, fuck you. Like, you get what I mean? It's, it's too much. But, but I, I, don't, I don't accept that excuse because you look at, all right, would you admit that, there's pretty much not a bigger actor in the whole wide world and Tom Hanks. When you say Tom Hanks yeah. might be one of the biggest actors of all time. Definitely. Him or uh, never, Brad Pitt. All right, Brad Pitt. How come you've never seen any controversy about Tom Hanks? It's proven that you can go through life as mm-hmm. one of the biggest, most famous per- people in the world. Mm-hmm. And and stay out of the limelight. Stay well, out of the controversy. Well, I think the big difference is is their different professions. Like uh, Kanye is a a musician. He has to perform. You know, go on tour in front of live crowds. He has to you know promote his brand and you know with the Yeezys and and all this other stuff with record labels. But you know, Tom Cruise is just like hey, he just has to show up. You make sure he's you know read the, read the lines and you know does his part and you don't see him again. That's it. It's yeah. Just, you know, if Tom Cruise, if you switch roles. It would probably the same thing would be happening. I mean, look at Tom Cruise when he was on. Um, Tom Hanks. Super I was talking Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. Tom. But, but yeah, same, Tom Hanks. Same concept, though. Same concept, though. You yeah. know, if your job consists of you just to show up and, you know, do the film versus your job consists of you have actually gone on tour, you know, meeting people, being on the radio, all that stuff, then, you know, you get, you get scrutinized a little more. Um. Something I wanted to talk to you, and I wanted to get your opinion. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of 
the cancel culture. Do you think the cancel culture is going a little too far? When you, Do you when think you, we're well, like just people saying something, sensitive. not not purposely, but just saying something off the cuff. You got to understand when we do radio, that's live. None of that is right. scripted. None of that is planned. And mistakes happen. Right. Do you, do you feel like the cancel culture is going too far that we're willing to sacrifice our most important freedom, which is freedom of speech? You know, that's a tough one. Um, a, a part of me says yes, and the part of me says no. I think, you know, it, it so for us, for instance, like if if we are working for ourselves, you know, and I was telling you this yesterday, but you know, if we're not working for a major label, you know, or a, a station and stuff like that, and I'm on my own and I have access to a camera, and YouTube, and you know, hopefully YouTube it doesn't care what I do, but, but you know, I feel like you should say what you want to say, but I also feel you should be conscious of you know who you're talking to as well because a lot of times you have you could have a fan of yours that you've never met in your entire life that just loves your show doesn't know you watches your views and then you may you could say something that could offend them in you know whatever manner and then you lose that fan or you you lose that view or whatever i i mean don't be don't feel like you have to be pc but also be conscious enough to know where we're at as a country right now to what would stir things up and what wouldn't you know what I mean? Because people know. You know when you say something that's going to get oh, some. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. But these big companies with mm -hmm. all the money that is being spent with them, like Facebook, Twitter. You remember, like, when you first started Twitter? Twitter was the wild, wild west. You could do whatever, whatever. The, whatever the fuck yeah. you wanted to. But now you can't, though. You yeah. really can't. And remember the, the guy... Um, the quarterback for LSU, he just got drafted. I think this would, this will be his Joe first Burrow? rookie. Yeah, remember? Yeah. He got that flag because he had a tweet like back in, I don't know, 2011. Said something, you know, borderline, you know, discriminating or whatever. But like that resurfaced, obviously, because, you know, once you get in the spotlight, you know, people hack your old stuff. So um, I don't think you should be ever reprimanded for that type of stuff, especially if it's on some type of new brand new social media platform. Because I, I even look back at my stuff because when you were talking about the whole memories thing on Facebook, like I say, I'll look back and I'll read some of my posts and I, I'll be like, what the fuck was I talking about? You know, like not even like you were probably drunk. You're like, yeah. oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to send this out. Yep. And some of them, I, honest, I honestly got, I need to do this at some point in time, but some of them I could probably go back on and like <laughs> see some stuff that would probably get me in trouble today. Like not like by the cops or anything like that, but like, you know, if I wanted to progress, that would be something that would have to be addressed. But I am, and I tell you this total 100%, I, I'm never afraid to, to face, you know, reality as far as, like, you know, being accountable for things that I do and things that I say. If I fuck up, I'll tell you I fuck up, and I'll take the consequences for it. You know, I'm never, I, I don't try to be like, but, that, but this happened, but that happened. No, listen, I made the conscious decision whether I was 21 or 20 or, you know, 40 years old, so I'll live with it. And I think, you know, if, when you're honest, your people tend to, forgive you a lot more and they, they understand so you think that is the best way to handle it don't make excuses own it if there's yeah, something it. that comes up in the past you're like i was an idiot i'm not making excuses yeah and I that's expect, it. hey i was 18 years old like what do you you know what do you expect you know i'm 18 years old on a new platform 
that nobody has any experience with. You know, we were like the test dummies. But now you go on Facebook. And, and back then, though, it was just early 20s, young crowd. Like, you know, your parents didn't have a Facebook. But now you go on Facebook, you got, you know, people's grandmas on here just saying all types of reckless stuff. And because they don't understand, you know what I mean, that everybody could see yeah. that. Yeah. Now, all right. Now, let me ask you this, okay? You look at older generations. Can mm-hmm. can you excuse some things that people say? Like the older generation, they grew up in that time. I'm not making excuses for what they say, but like for example, mm-hmm. uh, a guy, a, a, a white Southern gentleman in his mid 80s. Maybe mm-hmm. you know he's he's cool. He doesn't go out and physically harm people, but just the way he was raised, like. Right. Older white people will say not, they'll say just, there's so many bad things that they can Questionable say. Questionable racism, yeah. racist stuff. No, I, I get now, what you mean. I um, mean, I'm not making excuses for it. Right. You, does that make sense? Or am I sounding like a dumbass well, white dude? Well, the, the thing is, no, 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 you're, you're right. But like, the thing is, is we are, I mean, it's 2020, you know, yes. like we are information and the way we communicate with each other all over the world is is instant like you know i can't give i i I hate giving people excuses for uh for not you know going out there and knowing that the world is different than when it was 80 years ago or whatever you grew up 60 years ago or anything like that it's like what do they say what does what does the judge always say when a a guy says i don't know ignorance of the law is not an excuse and and that and that should kind of ring the same with you know uh, uh, with with an older person who you know may say some stuff that's offensive, like you should never say, you know, you're 80 years old. Well, that's how I was raised. Yeah, you were raised from 10 years from zero to you moved out of your house probably 18 or 15, given given the time frame. Then you had 60 years after that to know better. So it's just you know I get it. If it doesn't affect you, if you live in an area to where you know your grandma's house is down the street. Your mom's house is here. You know, everybody knows each other. Everybody knows, you know, from generations back. Then I'm a little bit more understanding because you don't know any better. But the fact that you have access to TV, internet, phones, like, it should be no excuse. You know? Now, your dad's still alive, right? Or is he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is, what is his whole take? How old is he? Like, what is, Oof, what is his opinion? He's 60. Two or three, I think. One of those is 62 or 63. And he's the Truan or Tree? Uh, Airtrian. Airtrian. Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't know the. But he's an immigrant. Like, he was he born right. here or no? No, no. He was born over in Eritrea. He came here in, I'd say, early to mid 80s, right around there. Now, so, did he ever have to deal with stuff when he first came here? You know, I, I, I never asked. Reason being is because. It, I don't know, he never brought it up. You know, it's just like... It's just something like you're never supposed to well, have well, war stories about like well, yeah. people well, that have dealt in the war. Well, it was the thing. It's like it was what he was coming from. So, and, you know, I don't want to give a brief history lesson at all, but like they were, you know, the country is in, the, in, a, in a war for, for independence, right? So they're fighting yeah. for their freedom. So when you go from that to coming to America, which, you know, obviously every immigrant probably wants to come to, you are so thankful that you just got out of that war zone to where mm. you're not really, you know, getting accustomed to the cultures. It's not number one priority. It's like, you know, happy that you're still alive type deal. So when he came here though, he actually had a, uh, like a sponsor family that you okay. know, taught, taught him English, 
you know, the the American way and all that all that stuff. And um, what is the language there? Uh, they speak. It's called Tigrinya. It's a couple. It's three different languages. Is it a mixture of something like? Well, it sounds like uh, Arabic a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so it's a little mixed. It's a multicultural country. They have about three main religions. Um, but yeah, so he came here, and then like you know, I don't, I never really like to ask just because you know you always hear about. It's know, probably tough. Yeah, you know, I just know that he made a sacrifice so I could like do what I do today, and it's it's hard to see that when you're a kid and when you're really young, you just hey, my dad's my dad. But then the older I got, the more I can kind of like look up the history and look back on things and. You know, and realize, like, damn, like, you know, I'm thankful, I guess. Now, I don't know if you've told me, but have you ever been to your dad's country? Yes, I have. Um, How was that? I mean, was it interesting? It was crazy. I'm actually going, planning to go back next year if everything goes right with the the pandemic. But I went, he actually got married there. I went, um, I had to be like maybe 10 or 11. And when we go, so my dad's side of the family, they all live like in that belt of like Europe, uh, near the Middle East, kind of like that little strip right there. I got a family in Germany. I've been in Germany, Sweden, uh, France. I've been to uh, Saudi Arabia. You know, just that's wow. kind of like their area. But when we went to Eritrea, we went for a month, and it was it was eye opening. I mean, it wasn't what you think when you think of Africa, like villages and shit and lines. Did you around. meet any women? Did you meet any women while you were there? I think I had a crush on this one girl, <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm 11 yeah. years old and I had, I had glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, Listen, you're right. You're right. I, 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 my bad. In total, I had, I had glasses on. I used to wear glasses a, a lot. And, um, Do you wear yeah. contact? No, I got, I got LASIK done last oh, year. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So, um, so we, we go to his country and it's a city called Asmara. It's like the capital, uh, of the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, a, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like, first world but it's definitely like second world you know they have the norm like you could survive you know you could probably have a decent life but what he took me to halfway through the trip he took me to uh to the village like the villages which is like a couple of hours out right to show yeah. like, where his where his grandfather lived and man when i say there's no electricity you got to be careful not to drink the water you know, or it has to be yeah. filtered at some point and it's funny like we ride you take a bus out there and it's really mountainous, mountainous range. And when I say, like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever driven through, like, Tennessee or anything like that. Oh, but, you're right off the side. Yeah, like, but, but the thing is, there's no guardrails. Like, this, so you are on the bus, you look out the window, and it's, like, a 100-foot drop. And you can see old cars that have crashed. Like, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a junkyard. So that was terrifying. And then by, when we got to the village, we were walking, and, like, the, the kids and stuff, they would do this. And I remember I wore gla- I was wearing glasses. So they go like like this. <laughs> yeah. And they would call yeah. me um they would call me Arbati Aini, yeah. which means four eyes pretty much. So like <laughs> yeah. It was an experience. I loved it. I got sick as hell, but I definitely go. What's back. the food like? Like, you know, what what's the cuisine that your um, country is known for? So it's a lot it's a lot of like uh I, I wish I wish I knew the name of it, but it's kinda like if you ever had like like Indian dishes, it's 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 more like vegetarian. Yeah, it's it's real spicy, but it's more vegetarian based. So like you have a uh, like a main bread, it's like a sourdough bread. It's called like injera, and then you put the, it's finger food pretty much. You don't use yeah, yeah, yeah. forks and uh, knives, but you put whatever if whether if it's beef, if it's you know some type of vegetable, and you basically roll it. Kind of looks like a 
not taco, but you just mush it together and, you know, stuff it in your mouth. But it's more, the culture is more of a, like, group dinner thing where, like, you'll have 10 people. Family. family yeah, important. and, like, it's one big pot type of thing. And it's, it's cheap to make. It's, you know, my stepmom makes it all the time, and you know, I, I love it, but I haven't had it in, like, a year or so. so. Yeah, I want to try that. Now, you're getting, you just turned 31, right? Yeah, June 7th. Now, from what I get from you, family is very important to you. Oh, of course. Now, at 31, I mean, what, what are the thoughts? I'm not, I'm not trying to Oh, you, you sound like my dad. No, that no, you sound like my dad. I'm just saying, 31, man. Like, I got married, like, 26, 27, which might have been mm -hmm. a little bit too early. Okay. But, I mean... What what is your time frame? Do you have one? If For it kids, happens, it happens. Kids or marriage? So, I mean both. Yeah, I, I have a, I guess I'm uh, somewhat of a time frame. So with me, I, I like to accomplish you know big things one by one, right? So for instance, just got done with school. I set that goal two years ago, and I'm actually surprised how time flew. Next goal, probably either buy a house, which I'm like determined to do more of a more of a rental because i, I do want to own yeah. a, a couple pieces of a uh, of real estate after that i'll probably get married after that probably have kids so it's like a year by year thing and in between that i'm you know i'm growing my career now the only like fear which is a natural fear that i'm sure you have and, and, and most people have as well when you when your career is more not really like concrete is amongst all that like also try to grow that side of things as well you know at the same time so you got to be really disciplined man and that's why you know i, I you can't see it because i'm on my my webcam but if i flip my computer on i i write goals oh i don't i keep I, track yeah i think you've shown me before yeah man, but, um, i have to now see my career ruined my marriage i'm not making excuses i just paid too and much so? attention to it that's all i worried about I did, and I kept chasing that dream of mm -hmm. getting to that level at the cost of my marriage. Well, was that something that she knew going into it? Because I think that's what you kind of have to like, you know, you got to have that discussion like, hey, look, this is what I want to do. I can help you do what you want to do, but it has to be reciprocated. Because at the end of the day, Tuttle, I mean, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah, I, I agree. I was working in radio when I met my wife. I was only mm -hmm. part-time at that time. Mm -hmm. We had already gotten married, and then I lost my first radio job. I had my first radio job for 10 years, uh -huh. and I lost that, and then that was like the beginning of the end. Yeah, you know? it just kind of spiraled out of control. Financial problems, I know it sucks, and you should not, but that that one, causes a lot of stress man exactly and that's why like you know we were asking about the whole kids and marriage thing i, I also want to be sure that i'm you know financially stable to where i wouldn't have to you. worry about that you know thank and you I, because i find it irresponsible mm -hmm. now I, I listen mistakes happen mm -hmm. and nobody you know my parents always told me you're never gonna be truly a hundred percent prepared Right. To start a family and be a father or anything like that. Right. But you can do the best that you can. And I don't right. think people want to get stuff in line first because I think that's kind of what the problem we're having is that people yeah. are being irresponsible when they can barely take care of themselves to, yeah, to and it's contagious. 
Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny, and this is like how social media can really fuck up your mind because people go on Instagram or whatever, Snapchat, and they see other their peers or their friends or maybe somebody they know getting married, taking pictures, everybody's smiling, everybody's happy all the goddamn time, and that's what they want. So what happens is they rush, and, and it's one thing to rush to get married; it's another thing to rush to have children. That's like yes. the, the big one, right? Because you can't. You can't reverse that. What's that happening? It's, it's just not you. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else that you listen. There's a lot of kids that are fucked up because yeah. their parents did not know what they were doing. They mm-hmm. weren't responsible. They put mm-hmm. themselves ahead of the child. When you have mm-hmm. a kid, look, I'll never be a parent, so a I really don't know. Commitment. It's a lifelong no, commitment. You, you gotta pitch. You gotta pitch them before your own well-being and that's the responsibility right so that's why like my dad was like that i'm sure your dad was like that yeah you gotta be like it but you know the like now like my dad like because he's getting older obviously and his his um his parents when he came here in the 80s died before he got came back to visit them again both of them died like he had literally plenty tickets to go back and found out his, his father died so He's been like, he just wants to make sure, and I hate when he throws this shit out at me, but he wants to make sure that he gets to see like his grandchildren. He doesn't want the same thing to happen. But I'm like, Dad, I'm not just going to get somebody pregnant just so you can, you know, babysit. Like, come on. So it's, it's, that's the only aspect. But besides that, man, don't have kids until you're ready, man. Like the, if you notice the medium age for marriages is, is going up. A lot of people are getting married yeah. in their thirties, late thirties or their second marriage or whatever. So you know, there's no rush. You know, if you, you know when you're ready. That, it's a feeling. Now, one of the things that pressured me, and luckily my cousin, it was myself, me, mm-hmm. and my cousin on my dad's side. And we were the only two males. Everybody else had girls. Uh, so we were the only two that could carry on my family. Name. Is, is that your case? Uh, n- not really. Because well, I am my father's only son, so. But does your dad have brothers? Do you have male cousins? Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep, but one of his brothers died, I believe, and then I think his other brothers. He probably hasn't talked to in a very long time. Like I don't, I haven't met his other brothers. I was too young. They just went around. Why do us as men? Why is that important to us, though? I mean, if you think about it, to, to make because sure you. you what's that? It's you. It's like you're passing. It's like your your DNA gets. It's a little bit of you that you can give to the one to you know your your son, and it, it just it's the name is so powerful because it's what you like remembered by. And I think a lot of people want to be remembered, right? You want to have a yeah. legacy, whether you're a shitty person, a great person. You want to be able to you know. 100 years from now, they still remember who you were. Because if they don't know but, your name, you technically don't exist. No, but that's, that's the thing about it. You, want me, I, I, you, you just brought up a great point. We only have, and I'm not trying to get all fucking morbid and depressed and shit, but we have only a short time yeah. on this earth. And that's the only way possible that we can carry on in the future. Does that yep. make sense? Yep, yep. And not only that, like, it's just, you know, you want some sense of ownership. Like for instance, you know, when, when I have a son, it, it, hopefully I have a son. When you have a son, what, listen, I, I don't care what I, I have. I was going to ask that question. 
I was going to ask but, that question. I will say this. I'm probably more likely to have a daughter just giving the number of aunts and sisters and great aunts and all that. Like my mom is seven of nine children, seven of them being girls. And on my dad. Go ahead. And then I also have three sisters myself. So I've been surrounded by women pretty much my entire life. How was that growing up with that many women in the house? It wasn't bad. Uh, well, we're, we're spread out far enough to where like, it was like, for instance, my sister, she's 38. So like, I, you know, and then the, the, the closest one to me is, you know, early twenties. And then my, the youngest is she just turned 20. So like we were spread far enough um, apart to where like we had our own friends and stuff like Damn, that. Your, so dad was get, your dad was getting after her for a no, long well, time. Well, no. So the two younger are my stepsisters. Oh, okay. All right. So my dad remarried. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, now, man, it's, it's been great. Oh man. Now, I'm not saying you're this way now, but I think all guys in their early 20s were just uh -huh. about getting laid. Oh, of course. If you had a daughter, is that going to screw with your head? Because you're going to be like, I know the way I was when I was oh. younger. Oh, I'll probably just abort it. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. I love you. I love you. Wait, no, I, joke. I love it. Come on. <laughs> it's like gambling. Come on. Just keep doubling up. Um, I, I don't know. I, I said, yeah, probably. I'd probably be a little bit more stricter just especially if it's somebody like i want to say somebody like me but like i'm good <laughs> at like reading you know intentions and just you know uh, hopefully good at reading people and uh, you know I i'd definitely be more strict but once she turns like 18 and i you know you can do what you want yeah. you know like you gotta let her go. exactly now, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna blow up your spot was that person that was you know you were hanging out with last night is oh that's my girl Okay, I yeah, didn't want to yeah. like. Oh no, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> hey, by the way, Tuttle, this is uh one of my side chicks. <laughs> no, hey, I would anything with you would not shock me. I'm saying I'm not <laughs> saying like you. You listen, you're capable of doing that. I'm lucky to get one. I don't look like you, so you listen, know I can I, I can barely get one. I rather you know early twenties. That was that, obviously, you know, especially 18, 19, 20, we would hang with your friends. I mean, that was the goal. You know, you chase girls, you chase girls, you chase girls. But, you know, the older you get, the more you realize how it's really not that important. You know, if you focus on, focusing on women, you get less done, pretty much. You get less work done. You got to sacrifice. With, with, and and I, I hopefully, now, have you ever had to deal with it? Like I've, I've dated black girls before. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had to deal in this day and age? Like, has that ever been an issue when you guys have been out and about or you know, where you got uncomfortable looks? No, no, I've never, That's because good. I, I'm so I've black. always, I've always like, and I, I can't, I, I don't know. I, I never asked her, but I'm sure it's the same way, but you know, I was, that was just never a concern to me. You know, and I, and I, I feel like a lot of times, if I hope you, you don't mind me asking. No, that, that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. And I feel like a lot of times, though, the people that are concerned are sometimes generally looking for reasons to be concerned, right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. why did they want to do this? Oh, it's because I'm this. No, I, I, no, I just when I go out, I act presentable. We enjoy each other's time. Now, if someone came up and blatantly said something, then yeah, I'd probably punch them in the face. But yeah, of course, that, that's never happened. And I'm saying I'm not saying it couldn't happen in the future. But you know, given where we live and it's just with this environment well, you're in the south you got to be aware of where you're at i'm not saying right. everybody from the south is bad but it's no, more it, it's more likely to happen down here that's true but you know me i, I always like going against the grain and always <laughs> you know always 
speak above that, I guess. I don't want to say I'm, you know, in, in, in denial or anything like that, but it's just, I, it was never a concern to me. You know, I, I'm more, I, I'm more focused on, you know, making sure that she's okay. You know, if she's uncomfortable, then I'm concerned, but if she's fine, I'm fine. Yeah. And I, I and like I said, I, I'm just with everything going on. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff. These are the discussions you need to have nowadays. Y- yeah, because if you don't, you know, uh, you know, it's funny. Like, man, when I went on Facebook, like at the height of the whole like George uh, Floyd shooting, and you know, like I said, like I told you before, I've been on Facebook since it started, so I have like a ton of, I mean, friends. I won't call them friends, but you know, people on your friends list, and you know, some of the stuff I saw, like from like people I went to high school with or friends with or cool with whatever. And I, and obviously I respect their viewpoints and I'm, I'm never going to talk bad about them, but some of the stuff was just like, it was shocking knowing that I knew them, you know what I mean? Like that we yeah. at one point in time in our lives, you know, hung out or friends or, you know, enjoy the same thing. And then fast forward 10 years later, it's like, you know, they're a completely different person, which isn't a bad thing, but you know, it's contradicting when you say things. And then, like, I can just think back 15 years when you did said thing that, you know, you're uh, uh, complaining about. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up. We're talking about, or if we're talking about people we went to school with, mm-hmm. why is it because we, is it because we look at ourselves in the mirror every single day? And that's why when we look at ourselves, we don't look like we've really aged. I mean, we know we've aged. So. I've no, I know these. But when you see somebody you haven't seen in a really long time, you're like, God damn, that guy got old. <laughs> right. Like, God, he got huge. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, 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 do you think that's what it is? Um, yeah. Well, see, with me, though, like in Michigan, like, I don't know if you've been down in, in the South your entire life, but it's just, it's, when I say it's different, I'm not saying like just, you know, climate and culture wise, it's like, up north, the Midwest, it's, it's, yeah, it's a more of a, uh, you know, very depressing, I guess you can say, because, you know, you go outside, it's freezing half the time, you get the sun maybe twice, a, two or three times a year, yeah, the seasons are beautiful, but, you know, you got these big factories like Ford and GM, you got, you know, you, if your dad worked there, they'll probably work there, you know, everybody dates their high school, marries their high school sweetheart, have three or four kids, gain a whole bunch of weight, it's just like, I'm so glad I moved down here because I don't know where I would have been if I would have stayed up there. Yeah. And I, I'm hoping good, obviously, but I have no idea. And I, I think I'm, I was much better off down here. One last thing I want to talk to you about, and I want you to give it a chance. Okay. 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 Now you worked on Bubba's show. You heard him talking about racing all the time. I am so proud because I grew up in Daytona, Volusia uh-huh. County area. One of the most famous racetracks of all time, Daytona International Speedway, where the right. Daytona 500, 500. Is. Mm-hmm. Since they got rid of the Confederate flag at their events. Oh, yeah. I heard about the, that. The new crowd that has come around is amazing. I'm so happy. Really? To see. Yeah, because there's this football player. Uh-huh. I think he won two Super Bowls with the Patriots, but Nard Pollard Jr., Okay. This guy live tweets every NASCAR event now, okay? Okay. And, and he'll ask these questions that he doesn't know about because he's learning about the sport. Right. And it's just cool to see the people that have been around it for so long taking the time to explain things. 
And, yeah. and I have this prediction. Like a LeBron James, okay? Mm-hmm. They all they're gonna win their championships, but the thing they they're chasing as well too is to be that entrepreneur like Michael Jordan. They want right. to have both the the wealth and and the accolades in the sport. Mm-hmm. I could be a, a famous black athlete buying a team and starting a race team there. I I really think that that would be great for the sport. Mm-hmm. I will get you a ticket. For the upcoming race, if they allow people in, I want you to try it out. I want I, you to be an event. I, Have you I, been to one? No, but I like. I don't. I enjoy it. Like I actually, I've watched like Formula One, and I know that's completely different. Yeah. But it, you know, I, I it's the same concept. So like, I've been to one. Um, I forgot what it's called. It was up in Michigan, some motor speedway. But like, it was fun. Like you know, we were in the crowd. We, we had our food. We had our drinks. You know, I mean, obviously, I didn't know what the hell was going on most of the time. But it's just you know, I respect. It doesn't matter what your sport is. You know, I know it's not easy getting to where they were. So, you know, if I'm there, I'm going to respect their sport, watch it, and be entertained. Now, don't get me wrong. When it's like 500 laps, I mean, I get sleepy sometimes. But, but. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. But what I'm saying is NASCAR's attendance has been down, and they mm-hmm. saw it as an opportunity. Maybe they had ulterior motives. Yeah, but they're bringing in a new audience now, is what I'm saying, and and I think it's good for. But I don't, I don't want them to do that because of the pressure. You know what I mean? Let's just alternate universe. George Floyd, uh, George Floyd thing never happened. Will we even be talking about NASCAR? Probably not, because I like I hate that. Like, you know, why this one though, Sorokin? And, and I'm not I'm not trying to be rude, but there's been so many I, of these stories. I think it's just a combination of that happening, it being on video, and the fact that we've been cooped up inside for months with a virus. I think it was just a perfect, and, and given you know what's going on, you know, in the political spectrum, is it, it's it's a ticking time bomb. And I think it, yeah, if anybody, but I've seen videos. I've seen. The guy up in Charleston that got mm-hmm. shot running away. Um, the the guy up in New York selling uh, loose it's, cigarettes and got choked out. It's because it's because of it's because of the quarantine. I, I, almost one hundred percent. Think about this: when say if we weren't in quarantine, right, and something happens, whether that's on the news, Facebook, whatever, like most of us are going to be at work. You know, you know how fast news. Uh, you you scroll the news feed. You know, if you didn't see it then, it's back in the in the archives pretty much. So it's like. The fact that, you know, everybody's bored at home and there's nothing else better to do but to, you know, be stuck on social media or watching this. So you automatically have, you know, tenfold audience than you would normally have because now no one's working. So it's just it, it, it built steam. And one, people probably wanted to be outside their house as well. So it's like, you know, why not? Yeah. All right, Sarah. Man, I, I got to tell you, this was a pretty goddamn good conversation. In yeah, my are, you, opinion. are you driving? I can't tell like, if the trees no, behind no, you are like, sitting, moving or not. I'm, I'm sitting in uh, my PT Cruiser with the air running. We got we to we up. I might give you my car. I just uh, I paid it off a few months ago, and um, I've been looking to get rid of it. So. Well, I mean, I listen, I, <laughs> I just think we work very well together. We, we talked about a lot of different things. I mean, we hit on some serious stuff, but I think our job as broadcasters or content providers, mm-hmm. there's just stories you got to talk about. 
Right. But I would prefer to keep it light, keep people, if we just give them 45 minutes so they can just not think about how shitty yeah. things are. And that's what I kind of like to base, you know, a lot of stuff I talk about off of. Like, I, you know, we always, we, we may address, you know, if something is big going on that affects all of us, we may address it, but we don't, be, we don't you know, beat it, uh, beat it to death. You know, like I said, like, we can't, when coronavirus first hit, like, we talked about it. But then, like, we didn't talk about it for a, a month afterwards. You got to move on at some yeah, point. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, I, I, people want to be informed, but not, like, forced to listen to, you know, bad news when they're trying to be entertained at the same time. We try to be an outlet, informative, and yet, you know, um, fun at the same time. But that's a double-edged sword. With this coronavirus going on right now, you're mm -hmm. in quarantine. Mm -hmm. So you're not out there having personal experiences as mm -hmm. much. So what are what the hell are you supposed to talk about? Yeah, that's true. I guess the unemployment website. <laughs> now, did you? Well, you, I mean, not a lot of people know you were a bartender. I mean, obviously, yeah. I still you work guys, now. Oh, you are working right now. Yeah, not today, but t tomorrow. Yeah, we um. So just like you know, with the rest of the the state and, and a few counties, so we shut down from March until. Labor Day weekend, or excuse me, um, Memorial Day weekend, and we opened up. But since we have food, like we actually have pretty decent bar food, you know, wings and the yeah. usual stuff, um, we were able to operate at fifty percent capacity. But then I guess another wave hit, so everybody shut down to do a uh, deep cleaning, which whatever that means. And then we opened back up, and we were just we had little rules that we had to follow. Obviously, like, for instance, now I have to wear a mask at all times if I'm working. Yeah. If you came in, you have to wear a mask, you know, walking around. If you went to the bathroom, you, you have to be sitting at a table. But when you're at your table, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh -huh. And it, it's to the point to where, like, you know, when you're at a bar or restaurant, people are there to get, they're there to get drunk. I mean, period. Oh, yeah. Right? They're to get drunk. So what's been happening, though, is, like, people get drunk and then they forget to put their mask on. And they forget, you know, they, you know, it's not, I mean, obviously, I know that's going to happen. So basically, right now, it's code enforcement. Obviously, they can find us, but they also have the right to find like individual customers. So it's like yeah. now they can feel like, all right, man, we can't control all these people and be babysitting them, but we also need to make money and stay open, you know. So it's 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 nice to where like someone else is, you know, responsible besides us. Yeah. All right, Sharak. If people want to check you out, where can they find all your content? Social oh, media, podcasts, everything. You know, I've been trying to. You need you to know, make a one sheet. Yeah. Well, not only that, I need to like, I've been trying to kind of make things smaller. I, I feel like trying to be on There's just too much stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, too much to keep up with. Like, I'm like, damn, I got to post it on this, 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 this. And what I'm finding, I'm, I'm trying to find the most, tra what I get with the most traction. So lately, usually it's at the Apple podcast. It just, it's just the weekly review. Um, and I've been working on a YouTube channel as well. Same title. And I guess Instagram, not so much. That's more of just to get, you know, maybe a quick episode out so, so friends can see. But that's Sirak the Mic. So it's S-E-R-A-K-T-H-E-M-I-C. And then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll work on a website to where, like, it's just a one click. And I think in, in total, you, you, know, you may agree with me on this as well. But I think to get more traction, you need more one click uh, yeah. um, transfers. Like, it can't be two click. I can't click on, you know, your page and then click on your link, and then click on your video. It needs to be click, video, or click, audio. One click. I agree. 
I agree so much. And when somebody finally comes up with an app that's compatible with all mm -hmm. social media that you can just post on one and it goes to everybody. Well, I think it's because of the, the legality of it because they're yeah. not all owned by the same. So, you know, Facebook got to get their money. So yeah, um, yeah. we'll see. You actually, yeah, I, before I go, before I go, you yeah. ever remember that, speaking of that, the office episode, um, Wolf, I was just watching. Yeah, you, yes, yeah. Well, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and what we need. What's the dirt thing? He got, he got a tweet, a fax, he got a everything fax, at one a time. Phone, a voicemail, <laughs> everything. So you yeah. are a big Office fan then, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what I is thought... your favorite, what is your favorite, like, bit that they did? Like, gag bit? Because I have oh, mine, man. and it's very simple. It's so many. Oh, man, I, I'd probably say... Dude, I, I wouldn't know, man. It's every my, all right. My favorite one, and it's so simple, but I've been guilty of this. The DVD logo. Do you remember that one? Oh, when it was hitting the all the DVD? corners. Yeah, yeah, in the corners. I just, I don't know why. I know it was simple, but when you see something like, for example, when a comedian tells a joke and you mm -hmm. thought you were the only one that ever had that experience. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 so and it, that, else, <laughs> it resonates with you, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like you know you you're connecting on a, a on a bigger level. It's it's that's I like that episode, but it's funny. Yeah. I went to I, and I don't want to hold you. I know you got to go, but like no, no, you, no, go ahead. When you were saying like, are you a big Office fan? I am. I thought I was, but like last year I went to a Office trivia night at this bar. Oh my oh, god! You can't, oh you man! Think you know they know, and we just got demolished. And I remember the first question he what said. Was it? He was uh what was uh Stanley's favorite day? And I Oh yeah, Donut Day. Oh was, I thought it was free pretzel day. Oh know. free pretzel day. God yeah. damn it, I would have messed that one too. We we got it wrong and the announcer that was the first question. The announcer said, if you got that one wrong, it's gonna be a long night. <laughs> Indeed it was. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? That's a little bit of an easier Oh definitely 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 Dwight, probably. He was he was, uh, he was Creed. His, his, Creed. Creed the dialogue they gave him. Yeah, Creed was not. I just wish he said more. That's the only thing. Like, he, his parts were like just really small and quick. But definitely, the, definitely do it. The like. Creed thing where they were doing the murder mystery one and Creed <laughs> walked in and they were like, somebody has committed a murder. And he was like, all right, I forgot something in my car. And then he goes speeding out. Yeah. And then he gets arrested on like the last episode. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the British version of The Office? No, but I I know the characters. I mean, because I, remember they did have one episode where they like Ricky Gervais. Do you think have Rick, you seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched them all, but Ricky Gervais, who created The Office, you mm. know, in the UK, actually appeared. Remember where they were interviewing everybody? For, for, well, remember when Pam was getting a new yeah new job or something like that, and he was the it was like the same office pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, one last thing, Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yes, that's, that's, I love that show, too. Like, I, am, I don't know what season I'm on, but it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's kind of like The Office, but just maybe like a B version, I guess you can say yeah. that. But that show's yeah, funny. And then I, I start, also started wor watching uh, Arrested Development. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Ozark, though, if you like Jason Bateman, have you watched Ozark? Yes, and remember, so that link I sent you yesterday with the interview I did, the guy I interviewed, he was he had a small role in Ozarks as well. What? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I got now, he was an old go ahead. Go ahead, no. 
yeah, he was in Ozarks. You know, he did Stranger Things. He did um, Deepwater Horizon. Um, oh, yeah. He, he did a, he's done a lot of stuff. Like, it is, it's crazy because I was watching the one on HBO. I don't know if you've seen it. It was called Outsiders. And I was just watching it. And then, like, it's so weird. Like, one of the scenes, I just saw his face. I didn't even know he was in it. And, he, you know, he did his part. And it's just, like, it's always weird to be like, yo, I know that guy. And I'm watching a show I like. And he's obviously in it. So, yeah, man, it was great. Well, cool, Sirot, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, we need to do this, like, once yeah. a month or whatever to promote your stuff. Hey, I'm, a, I'm 100% for it. All right, man. I miss you, buddy. I really appreciate it. Miss you too, man. You guys take care.